Hey, my go-getters, Christy here. Welcome to the Misi Muse Unplugged podcast. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. The Misi Muse Unplugged podcast is produced every other Friday for your enjoyment. Show information, as well as any links shared on today's episode, can be found at www.misimuse.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSSS feed, SoundCloud, or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Just search for Christy Lindor or check out my blog at www.christylindor.com. Have a question about consulting? Would like to be a guest on the show? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at Unplugged at Gmail. That's Unplugged at Gmail. Now let's get on with today's show. You are now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Hi, go-getters. I'm just so excited. Welcome to the Meesey Muse Unplugged podcast show. This is my first episode of my very first podcast. Like, I cannot believe I have somehow pulled off a podcast show. Like, it, it's really amazing to me. This will be a great ride. I am super excited of what we are together. I'm going to say we, because it is a partnership, what we are going to do over the next several months. We're gonna, we're gonna really make some ruckus. So what is the show about? So let me start with a little bit of context. Consulting is always about context, right? So the Misi Muse Unplugged is essentially a pop-up podcast series. I call it a variety show. We'll publish bi-weekly. And I really want it to be a platform where we can share ideas, thoughts on how to be a great consultant. And we do that in the form of interviews, storytelling, career advice, or just like discussing trending topics that affect consultants. So who is this show for? You see, when I started at the, the top, I said go-getters, and that's exactly who this show is for. It is for the go-getters out there. And I see that, you know, just like my book, I feel like I have kind of three primary audiences. So, you know, this show is really for that ambitious college student that is interested in starting a a consulting career, being successful at it, may or may not have had internship experience in consulting, but want to kind of take it a step further and looking to gain as much work experiences as possible in a short amount of time, which consulting provides. So if you are that person, you are going to love this show. Audience member number two would be the experienced professionals out there that may have been thinking about a career change, and they've been kind of entertaining the idea of going into consulting, or some of them who may have actually kind of fell into consulting. I've met a lot of people over the last year or so that have become what I've, what I've called like accidental consultants, and, and now they're trying to figure out like what that means, and so this show is for you as well, so you can kind of get some tidbits hearing from, from people that are kind of living and breathing consulting. And then my third audience, primary audience target is, you know, the newbie consultant just started with the firm, probably, you know, 
five or less years that's really looking for a competitive edge or even a seasoned consultant that just wants to be entertained, get a different perspective on the profession, or may want to consider becoming a guest of our show. If you fit those buckets, you're going to really love the show. And I really focus on making sure that we constantly meet that need and we give you, you know, what, you know, every time you listen to it, we give you something new. So when is the show going to be published? I plan on publishing every other Friday. So I mentioned it is bi-weekly. I plan on having the shows available for download by 9 a.m. You'll have a new episode that's available. Since this is, you know, a kickoff effort, I call it a pop-up for a reason. It's a pilot show. So that means depending on your feedback and the support you provide the show as listeners is how, you know, this is going to work. So I say partnership because this show is going to be around as long as you want it to be. You want us to do things a little differently? Let me know. You want to be on the show? Let me know. Give me, you know, send some questions, have, you know, some thoughts and ideas. Let me know. I really want to have that feedback loop to really make sure that we're really providing value and insights that you can take away and be able to implement in your own life. Where's the show going to be available? So you should be able to catch the show on iTunes, SoundCloud. I'll probably have some other sources. I'm still kind of, you know, figuring out the distribution. I guess it's my first time doing the podcast thing. But however else I can make sure that we have kind of, you know, channels, you'll find it on my website. So if you go to www.mecmuse.com, it will list out like any other outlets that we'll have available where you can download the show and you can, um, we'll be able to kind of set things up on the website as well. So there's that. So how am I doing the show? So let's kind of talk a little bit about that. The show, it's really based on the concepts and framework in my upcoming book. The book is called The Macy Muse, 100 Plus Selected Practices, Unwritten Rules, and Habits of Great Consultants. And I plan on publishing that book a little later this year. And I'll probably do an episode just talking about the book itself. For this first kind of launch, I did an interview with a podcast show. And I give a little bit of context in there, but I'll probably do one episode just really talking about the book in a little bit more detail. But kind of similar to the book, I took the loose approach. I took a loose, and I'm, I'm putting kind of quotes in the air, a loose, messy approach with the podcast. And for those who are new to consulting or don't do the type of consulting where you use that lingo, messy means mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive. And so that is just a term that is used to sometimes describe how to really kind of problem solve is a technique that's used. And so I kind of, I kind of use that approach with the book and I'm using it with the podcast. So for example, in my book, I really took a top down approach when I shared stories about my career and tidbits and things I learned over the years. I said, you know what? I think it's going to be really good. You know, if it's, you know, to be messy, I think it'd be great to really take a top down approach and really have consulting partners and leaders share their stories. And so I went on this whole journey. It was pretty wild. And, I'll, and like I said, I'll share it in the future, but I was able to, to really connect with over 50 partners. I have about 22 full interviews in the book and they give their stories. They give their definitions of a great consultant and advice that they give new or aspiring consultants, which was an awesome experience. All of it, I actually learned so much from these amazing leaders and I know you will too when you check out the book. But with the podcast, I actually take that same construct and I did it with a bottoms up approach. So instead of just speaking to partners, 
I am speaking to all walks of life. So I speak to, you know, aspiring consultants, former consultants, or even current colleagues of mine, and ask them the same types of question I ask these partners. And just to kind of get a different lens, get a different perspective. So you're going to hear kind of what I like to call the 360 version of consulting. You're going to hear it from a partner perspective. You're going to hear it from an intern perspective. You're going to hear from an outsider looking in, wanting to be in the field. Someone who left may have came back someone doing other great things. So you're going to hear it from a lot of different kind of lenses. And I'm going to try to, you know, find, you know, different ways to bring another lens to you. Kind of speaking of like expectations. So what you as a listener can expect from this show. I wanted to take, you know, the Misi approach and have so many different types of guests for a couple of reasons. And, you know, my goal, and, and that's why I use the word variety show, because I really want to make sure every time you listen to an episode, you're taking away some type of key nugget. You know, I want you to be informed, to be entertained, comforted, challenged, inspired. And I want you to take the nuggets that you learn from the show and you use them either in your life or you pay it forward. You may have known a colleague or someone that kind of needs this information and you pass on an episode or pass on the information to them because that's what it's about. It's really about helping others and really making sure that People get the information they need to make informed decisions and to live the best life they can towards their journey to greatness. So that's what this is all about. So the next question I want to answer is the why. Why, Christy, why are you doing this? In one kind of sentence, you know, I, I've spent the last, I'd say like the last five years of my career really being purposeful and seeking to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. And let me tell you why. I am a first generation college graduate in my family to go to college here in the, in the U.S. I'm also first generation American in my family. And given that, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of eight. <laughs> it was a Brady Bunch family. My mom did not have, no, my mom did not have eight children, you know, but I am the oldest of eight. And so I grew up, you know, I grew up in a time where they, I didn't have as many, you know, different types of resources at my disposal early on. Certain things, you know, I, I knew as my mother, you know, she raised us, she worked really hard, sacrificed so much for us. As I got older, you know, she became more acclimated into, you know, the culture. And so my brothers, you know, when I look at my younger brothers and my younger sister, they actually had, you know, a little bit of a different growing up experience than I did because I was the oldest. You know, I kind of saw the whole growth of, of my mom and the success that she had, which was amazing. But there's things that I didn't have. And so, you know, kind of fast forward, many of my peers in consulting, they went to prestigious schools. They had really well-resourced upbringings or knowledge. And I didn't have that. You know, I kind of, I, I kind of bootstrapped it. I, everything I, I, I tried to learn was either, you know, through books, through things I saw, you know, to just kind of pick up where I can. I did a lot of different types of like development program. So I really got, you know, at an early age, I really got into the habit of being in like after school programs, prep programs, internship program. I mean, you know, anything. In, and that was one thing I really loved about my mom. May she rest in peace. I really love the fact that even though she was new to this country, she took things by the wing and really made sure that even if she didn't have the answer, she looked for it for us. And I, I in turn, I took on the same type of habit 
And so I was constantly in a lifelong learning mentality before I even knew what the word lifelong learning meant. That was kind of how I lived my life. That's how my mom lived her life. And so that's kind of where, you know, in having that and then having the drive, you know, it was something I always wanted to do, you know, coming up, wanting to be in consulting. But earlier in my career, when I looked up at leadership, there were no role models that looked like me. It was difficult to create a mental map of success in consulting. I looked up, I didn't, you know, I, when I started, it was in IT consulting. There was not a lot of women and there was hardly any, you know, people, you know, people of color. I just didn't see them. And so it, it took a while for me to figure out kind of a mental map and, and what works and what doesn't. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to stick it out. This is the type of work I want to do. This is the type of life I want to live. And I struggled, but I, I stuck with it. I learned the ins and outs of consulting. I, to me, in, in the way, it's the hard way. And maybe there were certain things maybe I was, I was too hedged on to, to take cue of. But I knew I had a hunger and desire to become successful and to be a successful consultant and to make this a long-standing career. So I kept going. And now, you know, today, fast forward, I'm about 15 years in to consulting. I've had a lot of twists and turns, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I look at where I sit today and I've had such a, a really purposeful consulting career reaching to a point where now I do exactly the type of work that I enjoy doing day in and day out. And you know what? For that, I am truly blessed. And it took a lot, you know, it took a while to kind of get here, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my experience for the world. So, so let me kind of give you a little bit of, of my background so that you just have a little bit of that, that texture. So I started to kind of get exposure to consulting when I was like in my junior and senior year in college and got hooked to consulting. I, you know, I remember seeing some consultants and, you know, in that time frame. And I was just fascinated. I walked into a team room, <laughs> one of my internships, and, and it was a team room and it was strategy consultants in there. And I did, at the time, I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know consulting, but I saw how those people worked and I saw how they reacted with each, with each other. And I saw the camaraderie and I was fascinated that like they all did not live at the place that they were working. Like that was like mind blowing to me. And so I was like, you know what? I remember walking, I was like, I want to be like them. I want to do really cool stuff. And I want to travel and I want to be surrounded by really smart people solving like really hard, complex, confidential problems. It, it was just the mystique and intrigue about consulting that really like hooked me, hooked me early. And I remember became, becoming obsessed with, you know, kind of, I kind of stopped them a little bit. <laughs> I found every excuse to always kind of be in the team room and like ask them questions or take them out for lunch or, or go to coffee and I picked up bits and pieces. So I knew by the end of the summer of my junior year, I knew I wanted to be in consulting. I didn't really know what some of that meant though, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. And so instead of going the strategy, kind of the, the traditional strategy route, which was the consultants I seen, dot-com was the big, big rage then. I said, you know what? Let me try both the best of both worlds. Let me see if I can get an IT strategy work and kind of, you know, get on this dot-com thing, right? So I did. And long story short, I did get a role that was IT strategy. Hooray, hooray, ha ha, which was great. But reality set in, right? As, as you know, being in consulting, things are cyclical. And so from the time I got my, my job offer, an undergrad, to the time from that, you know, that gap until the time that I actually started my career, the dot-com bust happened. So I went from having, you know, this amazing offer and me and my, my classmates having multiple offers until like, 
most people were getting their offers rescinded. And I was like super scared that, wow, I may get mine rescinded. I was supposed to go into IT strategy um, part. It was like the innovation center of a particular large global firm. And I remember when I got the call, you know, they, they gave me two options. Either I can keep my offer and stay and, and try to go into IT strategy, but that would mean I'd have to defer a year because of the market. They kind of didn't want to have a large bench. Or the second part was I can start my career now, but go on the implementation side of the house, meaning like I would have to, you know, really get into some really hardcore technical roles. And I had a marketing degree and I mean, I had a computer science minor. I was creating websites when I was an undergrad. So I knew enough to be dangerous, but I, you know, I wasn't like a hardcore programmer. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse. 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants, a book by Christy Lindor. Written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants, a perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15 plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.macymuse.com. But that's what I did. The first five years of my career, I was in this implementation role and I learned a lot. I learned how to deliver large, complex programs, systems integration work, a large, like super mega ERP. Outsourcing was the big thing back then. So I led like, you know, I remember one of my work streams was like the first outsourcing model like ever to be implemented, you know, in the U.S. And so I actually had some really cool experiences, even though it wasn't really my, my bread and butter. It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't really passionate, but I got really good at it, unfortunately. And I ended up being there for five years. And in that time frame, while I did really good work, I was always waiting for someone. I was always waiting for someone to notice and say, hey, this girl, there's something about her. We need to like help her, support her. We need to give her like options and things. And that never happened. I never got, you know, that kind of that mentor that I was yearning for. And I, you know, I knew I worked my heart out and in my mind, I kept silent. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know like certain things that I share in the book, certain things that you're going to hear on this podcast. I didn't know them. I just quietly worked really hard and just waited for someone to notice. And no one never noticed. They never noticed. And then it was like, one day it hit me. It hit me that, you know what? If I'm going to really be able to get the types of experiences and do the type of work that I really love, I'm like working my heart out. I'm traveling all over the place. You know, as great as this is, I know there's something better, but I, I have to go out and find it myself. And I have to be my own mentor for a little bit until I can find the people out there that's going to help me. And so that's what I did. I decided I wasn't going to put my dreams on hold anymore and that I was going to make the switch somehow. I don't know how I was going to do it. You know, I didn't come from like a top 10 school, you know, I, there's certain things I didn't have like that pedigree. And I said, you know what, but I'm going to get into management consulting in some way. And that let that decision, I remember the day I made that I was, I was waking up in a hotel on a project. I was miserable. I hated the project. I hated the, the team culture. And I was like, you know what, there's got to be a better way. 
and I will admit it was tough. It was tough to switch from being like a hardcore IT person doing like testing and systems analyst work and being a project manager. It was hard to do that to kind of switch into strategy work, but I made it happen. I, it, you know, and it held me back. You know, obviously, you know, the first five years was IT, but it did hold me back because of the pivot. But in the long run, it was so worth it. it you know, I had a lot of nights and weekends and trainings and doing pro bono work and doing a lot of stuff to really kind of show and prove that I can do this. And, you know, after a couple of false starts, I ultimately did land at a large, really prestigious big four firm. And that's where I really started to get my stride. I, I worked and I, I got, I did like a smorgasbord of stuff, like over five years. And I like, I consumed, I mean, I was just like, I was just so, again, upset. I get obsessed sometimes when I'm like, when I'm really focused and laser focused, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But, you know, I got really obsessed and I like got all types of experiences and, you know, doing all types of amazing human capital engagements. I did talent development, change management, learning, leadership, succession planning. I really wanted to build a deep expertise in the type of strategy work I was doing, which was people related. And so then I, you know, instead of earning an MBA, I, you know, I got a master's in organizational leadership. I got numerous different like human capital related certifications. And that was great for five years. You know, I was, I hit my stride. I was like gaining all this experience. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to finally, and you know, I get, I said, I need about two, three more years. And then like, I can really like, you know, think about like long-term, think about like leadership positions and all that stuff. Well, two to three years, you know, in consulting time is a long time. And the firm, well, I did well at the firm that I was at before. And it's a great, a great firm, great leadership, amazing opportunities. It is an overall model. And so I got to a point where, because I was doing so well, I remember, you know, I was going to be up for promotion soon. And I actually, I personally did not feel like I was ready. And the promotion in that specific firm for my level meant I had to, I had to like become an expert. I had to, you know, kind of, you know, specifically major in a specific, in a competency or solution and an industry. I had to have that intersection because that's how the, that's how that firm went to market. And I'll talk a little bit about that in the future, on a future episode, but the way they went to market and their goals really wasn't aligned with where I was. Because for me, I still wanted the broad experience. I still wanted kind of multi-industry focus. I felt like, you know, yes, I have 10 years of consulting experience by then, but it wasn't, it wasn't kind of like ready for me to major. I felt like I needed more time and I didn't want to get pigeonholed into doing work or building an expertise in an area that really wasn't interesting to me you know, I decided to, to leave and, and find another opportunity. And I landed at another big four where I was able to get broader experiences. And so now fast forward, you know, my career has gone full circle. You know, I've been at my current firm going on five years. I spent the first, I'd say about two and a half years in a market facing consulting role. Again, wide variety of different things. And then I decided after some soul searching to take on an internal consulting role, which I've been, and I'm currently in today leveraging both my IT background, leveraging my human capital experience, but with an emphasis on large-scale transformational programs. And I was able to do that for a couple of reasons I transferred because I had, I, you know, I got the two, two to three years that I, I was looking for to kind of feel like I round out. I've had enough kind of projects. I've done enough end-to-end -end cycles to feel comfortable and confident in my, my capabilities. But so, you know, I was kind of ready for that next level. And for me, that next level was 
I need to understand the world from the client side of the table. I spent my career up to that point always in consulting, always thinking about it from a vendor, from a consultant's perspective. And I think for me, at that point, I felt like in order for me to really be an amazing consultant, to be a great consultant, I need to understand the other side of the table. I need to understand what it takes to own a program, what it takes, you know, what impacts does it have on the P&L? What are clients, what, you know, we always talk about, you know, making sure we can answer, you know, the, the call for, you know, what, you know, what are clients up at night thinking about? I wanted to know what that felt like. And I originally thought I would have to leave consulting and then maybe come back. That was kind of my thinking was like, well, I probably got to go into industry to kind of get that. And through conversations, I realized that, oh, wow, there's like an internal consulting opportunities that can give me that other side. But, you know, I can, I can travel less. I have more stability in my schedule, more time for my family, create that range of experience that I was looking for. And then, you know, still kind of have like one foot in the door. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like the best of both worlds, to be honest. And, and so, you know, kind of part of that story is like, what's the difference between internal and external consulting? You know, I found like going internal was like one of the best decisions because it really provided me career clarity like I never had before. You know, I've only been internal consulting now. It'll be two years coming like by the end of the summer, but I've been able to get the exact experiences I was looking for. And contrary to, to popular belief, I've talked to some of my former colleagues and they think that, oh yeah, I must be coasting. Actually, Internal consulting work is just as demanding as an external facing role, except your internal clients are kind of your colleagues as well, which is a little, which was a little awkward in the beginning to try to kind of manage that dynamic. And then what's interesting is that internal clients are actually even tougher than the external clients, which was fascinating all on its own. And it really takes a whole new collection of different types of skills to really do internal consulting work. And so that's really helped me grow and stretch and just really have a different perception that I didn't have before. Hey, go-getters. Have feedback on today's show? Questions on consulting? Want to be a guest? We'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a line at mecmuseunplugged at gmail. That's mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. You can also show us your support by downloading episodes, spreading the word to friends and family, or leaving us a review. Remember, Misi Muse Unplugged is a pop-up podcast, which means we'll stick around as long as we continue to hear from you. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's show. And so, you know, I've been able to, you know, in all of that, I have reinvented myself. I have made, you know, this profession work you know, which, which meant sometimes switching practices, firms, competencies, majors, reinvented my brand, but I've always been able to stick it out. And because of that, you know, I've learned that to be successful in consulting, it's more than just about being smart and ambitious. Cause you know what? There are a lot of people out there that are smart and ambitious. There's a lot of hardworking people too. That's just not good enough to be in consulting and to create a sustainable career. To really kind of take your career to the next level, there's other things you need to learn and know. And it's only those that have been in the game that can share that information with you for you to figure it out. Mentorship and sponsorship is critical, critical elements of, you know, creating 
a really enriching consulting career. And so because, you know, I want to go back to the mission of being the mentor I wish I had, you know, over the last five years, I've, I've somehow amassed a large network of mentees and I, I feel blessed that they, they trust me. They, they, you know, they trust in my opinions. They call me, they share really confidential information with me. I have mentees from different firms. I, you know, I get referrals all the time from different colleagues of people that want to speak to me. And over the years, I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I now have to find ways to scale these relationships because I'm kind of running out of time, you know, can't really connect with everyone the way I want to, the way I feel like I need to. And it's like, you give and give and give. And I'm like, man, what are some ways that I can kind of scale this? I can scale this mentoring. And at that same time, I had been talking about writing a book for years. I didn't know it was going to be about mentoring or anything like that, or it's going to be about my career journey. I just knew I wanted to, to get in that space. Sidebar, I'm an eternal student. I know for me, retirement is not hanging out on the beach somewhere or you know, gardening. While that may be great for some, for me, retirement, I'm probably going to become a professor and go hang out at some college you know, for the rest of my days once I've kind of hung up this gig. And so for me, I know with that, I I always wanted to end up back in academia, you know, for the retirement space. And I wanted to be able to, to write books and do different things. And I said, you know what, this is a nice time to maybe start thinking about doing that now. And so that's kind of what led me, you know, you know, writing the book. And I'll, like I said, I'll talk about the book later, but that's what also led to ultimately this podcast. Being the mentor that I wish I had has that mission and that pay it forward mentality has led me to not only having a successful career or even more successful, I should say. It's helped me land dream projects. It's helped me do a lot of things. So it's amazing how pay it forward really, really works. It's, it's rewarding. It makes you wake up and want to give in the morning. It makes, you know, it makes me go to bed excited knowing that I've made an impact. And I've been able to do that in so many different ways in my work that, you know, it's, it's just pretty remarkable. So having said all of that, <laughs> you know, what am I asking from you as listeners? I am a true believer of like the feedback loop. And so I created this pilot platform and have dubbed it, you know, a pop-up. When you think about a pop-up store or anything like that, because I really don't know like when I would really end the show. I, I don't have a date. I don't have an end date. I know it's going to end at some point, but I don't know. But I said, for now, as long as I hear feedback. So my ask is, you know, I want, you know, I want people helping others. I want, you know, hopefully individuals wanting to be on the show. I definitely would love your help and support by sharing with colleagues, you know, this about the show. As long as I kind of see the love, I feel the love, I get the emails, you know, mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. I'll continue to stick around. And I said that. In terms of the longevity of this show, I plan on making, consultants are going to love this one, I I plan on making a go, no-go decision once my book publishes. So, you know, that's going to be, you know, a little later towards like the the early fall timeframe. I'll keep you posted in future episodes when that go, no-go decision gate is coming up. But for now, you know, I want you listeners to really experience and enjoy the show. Quick sidebar caveat you're going to have to forgive the first set of episodes. And I'm saying that because <laughs> as I was trying out the technology, I, like I said, I tinkered with podcasts. I've been doing so for the last like month, literally. So it's like I had to really kind of ramp up really quickly on how to do this. 
So the sound quality is it's a hit or miss depending on the episode, depending on like when it was recorded. So I'm going to ask you to forgive the quality of the first set of episodes. I think hopefully this sounds better. This sounds clear, but it's going to take a little while for us to, you know, for us to kind of have a consistent quality sound. I'm doing this a little bare bones, but through your support, I'm hoping that, you know, it will continue to give me the driving momentum to refine and, and to continue to, to bring a high quality product to you, my listeners, my go-getters. Having said all that, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my first episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you will enjoy the show. You're coming along for the ride with me. And I have a number, a number of people that I need to shout out before I close today's episode. I guess first and foremost, I really want to give a shout out to Lee Cantor of Business X Radio. So he was a catalyst for helping me bring the show to light now. It's funny. I talked about doing a podcast. I was like, oh, I was very noncommittal. I was like, yeah, I may do something maybe next year. And, and Lee lit a fire under me and said, Christy, you have such an amazing concept. You're doing such great things. You need to pull this off now. And I was like, I got to do it now, Lee? He's like, yep, you got to do it now. <laughs> and so shout out to Lee Cantor, again, of Business X Radio for giving me kind of that fire and, and really helping kind of, you know, help create that, that light from my alt and my Seth Godin alt MBA class. I'll talk about that in a future episode as well. For my husband, Carell, for hearing yet another one of my crazy ideas and just saying, yep, that sounds great, Christy. I'm fully supportive. And for that, I love you dearly for just letting me continue to run with different ideas and different, different ventures and thing, journeys that I bring you on. So thank you for your support. I want to thank Ernest Barbaric and his actually his pod summit his pod summit team in Calgary. So I went to, it was like a podcast summit. That was actually how I really quickly got up to speed with all this. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't have time. I got to find a hack to pull off this podcast show. And I remember I came across Ernest. He had a post, I think it was on Twitter or LinkedIn. It was so compelling. He put together this pod summit. It's the first time. It was the first podcast summit in Western Canada. And it was such a success. He sold out. Amazing. If you get a chance, check out Ernest. He's got a cool podcast show as well. It's called The Art of Meaningful Work. Check it out on iTunes. So Ernest, thank you for being kind of my guide through all of this. I want to also thank my initial interviewees. So Aya, Ron, Natalie, Nitya, Som, Schwan, and Dustin. I want to thank you all for working through my trials and errors of the first couple episodes and for being so supportive. Lastly, to a lot of my Alt-MBA cohort folks, Shannon Fitzgerald, Jamie Winden, Jonathan Goodwin, Mac Wallace, Andy Ewing, David Ehrman, Soam Badarj, and I know I'm missing probably several other key names, and if, if I did, forgive me. I'm, I'm, so all my other folks, you all know who you are. Thank you so much for helping me level up and pulling this podcast show I have officially shipped this product, ladies and gentlemen. And so that's my show for today. Episode two, I'm going to provide a little bit more context of what to expect on this variety show. We're going to talk about a little bit of the different formats. Again, thanks for listening. Drop me a line, mecmuseunplugged at gmail.com. With that, thank you for listening. And here's to your journey to greatness. For listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This pop-up podcast was inspired by my upcoming book, 
the MISI News, 100 plus selected practices, unwritten rules, and habits of great consultants. I have people ask me over the last year many questions about this book, but the one question that comes up constantly is, Christy, you have such a demanding career. How did you find time to write this book? And honestly, the answer is simple. I really sought to become the mentor that I wish I had earlier in my career. In the beginning of my career, I didn't have many mentors, um, mental maps of what success really looked like, and I really struggled with that in, in a lot of different ways. But what's nice about struggles is that I overcame them, I grew stronger, more competent, and I'm so excited where I am today in my career. I, I just want to share you know, what I've learned and be able to help you. And so I wrote the book you know, with my years of experience, but I also had an opportunity an amazing opportunity to connect with over 50 or so consulting partners and leaders across the industry, sharing their stories, their antidotes, their resources on how you could be a great consultant yourself. So do me a favor, pick up your phone right now, go to www.mecmuse.com. If you scroll down, you'll see a little box to sign up for uh, the book pre-sale notification, go ahead and sign up for it. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, my book as well as the podcast. So thanks again for listening and here's to your journey to greatness.